Hey everybody, we are Martin, Robert, and Francis, and this is Snakes and Otters, a pointless discussion of eternal questions. Get ready, we're about to live in your head, rent-free. Hey everybody, welcome back to Snakes and Otters. This is episode 62. I am Martin. I'm Robert. And I'm Francis. And this episode, guys, is a hoopa joob hoopa so this is a particularly silly hoopajube. This one is cereal is not a soup and bad food ideas. Um, so there's a history to this, a starting place to this, uh, listeners. And I'm going to turn it over to Robert and let him kick us off with this uh, this story. It's quite something. Okay, so I could just tell the is cereal a soup discussion uh, that went on in my workplace, but really, I have got to set the stage for this. So, where I work, which I shall not name, obviously, uh, there is often, uh, pre-lockdown, obviously, uh, weird discussions. The first one I noticed was not long after uh, my my uh, teammate and I moved into the, uh, the setting where the rest of this larger team, that we really didn't do anything with them, but we were moved in with the rest of them because they all had the same manager. And, I don't know, maybe a month into being there, I listened to the other side of the cube, because, yes, I'm in a cube farm, how depressing, is a discussion with uh, one of the guys who is from overseas, because uh, we had, you know, lots of different uh, uh, contractors and what have you that were here for a little while and left and so on. And it just happened this one was from overseas. And they were arguing about whether or not the $6 million man could hold a helicopter down with his bionic strength. <clears throat> now, at first it started out as a half-serious discussion until somebody came to their senses and pointed out the lot illogic in this. But the guy who was from overseas, I kid you not, they spent an hour trying to convince him that it was impossible for the $6 million man to use only his strength, his bionic arms and legs, to hold down the helicopter. You know, finally, you know, somebody who had their senses about them said, well, you know, the helicopter is going to pick up his weight. I mean, unless he's using his arms and legs to anchor on something, you know, that's not going to happen. So this guy argued for an hour, and finally they just gave up trying to convince him. That is the best prototypical story of how these discussions go. Yeah. So one day, a few years later, uh, came back from somewhere, because I think I'd gone out to lunch, or uh, maybe the discussion had gone, as I had missed the first part of it, unfortunately. And I caught the tail end of it. And they were, there was an argument going on about whether or not cereal is a soup. Because they're trying to, they were discussing and Not everybody was on one side or the other. It was fairly mixed. Because the whole idea of the cereal is, well, you know, you're mixing ingredients in a, in a liquid uh, environment, basically. And the whole thing hinged on whether or not, you know, you have to cook it to make it a soup. Uh, which, hmm. yes, I think you do, but that's me. Uh, but, yeah, and that one went on. Not for a solid hour, but, you know, little bits and pieces over several days. <laughs> really? Days? Yeah. yeah, I mean, little, like I said, you know, five minutes here, five minutes there, ten minutes here, and, you know, so on. Because um, that one was just a great question to, to discuss. Because it's a great philosophical question, too. Is cereal a soup? Because it, it really is about the essence of the thing. Right? Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. what philosophy yeah. is. Yes. 
So is Cyrillus is, is one of the great philosophical questions of our time. If, it is also one of the great first world problems of our time. <laughs> well, uh, apparently your, your co-workers are not the only people who discuss this. Apparently it's all over the Internet. Well, I'm sure, yeah, they got it off the Internet, but yeah. Yes, and in fact, I, I think I have found the definitive answer uh, by surfing the Internet. And that answer well, comes from... Well, of course, from, the internet, it has to be true. Yes. That's right. Abraham Lincoln said so. Yes. Yes. Uh, I just think this is a curious, curious place to find the answer, though. The Virginia Law Weekly... Uh, Slow week for law that week. Yeah. Eleanor... I hope I'm pronouncing her name correctly. Eleanor Schmaltzel, class of 20, editor emeritus of the Virginia Law Weekly... Uh, the debate ends here, why cereal is not a soup. Uh, Amen, brother. So uh, Eleanor's position is that uh, because you're not transforming the thing uh, in milk, then it remains cereal. It is not a soup. Uh, cereal in milk is cereal. Cereal not in milk is still cereal. But other ingredients in broth, you have soup. But if those ingredients are not in broth, then they stay the same. They are what they are. They're vegetables. Well, I mean, you could make, I mean, I, granted, I don't believe cereal is a soup either. Uh, it has nothing to do with whether it's cold or hot because there are cold right. soups. Uh, but if you add no spices, if you do no heating to properly mix those ingredients together, because yes, the cereal does change, it gets soggy, right? <laughs> it, you know, so, yeah, it, it does change, but there's no true transformation in the sense that you are creating something that the sum of the parts are greater than, or, than the whole, right? Yes. yes. What about hot cereals like cream of wheat or oatmeal? But uh, it's transformed. That is correct. They would be transformed. Would they not be, would they not be soups? No, they are no longer soups. Well, they're, and I think with things like oatmeal, thick. pardon? They're too thick? They're, they're yeah. not viscous. Uh, and, and they're too thick. They're, they're, yeah, they're, uh, you know, A they're stew. porridge. Well, right. Porridge, yeah, or it, mush, or things like that. Soup uh, requires some kind of liquid element to contain the rest of it. That's why when it, the liquid element becomes too thick, we don't call it soup anymore. We call it stew. Yeah, I'd, I would say that it's probably, well, then why wouldn't cream of wheat be stew? Uh, well, it's not meat-based. Well, you can have vegetable soup. Well, yeah, but it, it's kind of hard to do truly a true vegetable stew without having some kind of meat-based gravy to go with it. Yeah, it's broth, oh. yeah. I mean, I'm you sorry, don't have to have meat-based gravy, but, you know... It's Martin usually is the contrarian here. I just decided to adopt it just because I could. <laughs> <laughs> well, you keep us on our toes, you know. We've got to debate that. Well, if we're, if we're arguing semantics, and that's what we're arguing is semantics, why not make it difficult? Come on, let's, let's give our listeners a real challenge to think something through here. Uh, and see what see where we can go with that. But uh, I think you're right. All I know is this this whole concept is making me hungry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we need the a idea to of, go with our bourbon. Well, I, well, yeah, you're exactly right. A, a really good beef stew. You know, Dinty Moore beef stew is still some of the best you can get. It's still good always stuff. good. I got I think four or five cans sitting in my uh, pantry right now. Uh, I like to throw a can of lunch. I like to throw a can of tomatoes in it just to make it go a little further. Add a little bit to it. That's all I need. It's good stuff. Bread so on the side. Where does that nice. leave chili, though? 
We're going to do a whole episode on Chile. Well, uh, Chile, Chile is, you could make the argument that Chile is a type of soup. Uh, yeah, you usually make it that is. Argument. Or a However, stew. Or a stew. Or, well, it depends on how thick it is. Because it, it, be, it can be either. It can be very right. liquidy or it can be very not. I've, uh, we've all had it both ways. Right. I prefer uh, mine a little bit more liquidy. I don't like it completely you know, but chili being primarily a meat-based um, concoction, uh, you know, there's going to be some beans, sometimes some onions, some other things, but it is primarily a protein-based con concoction because even the beans are really essentially a type of protein. Yeah, even uh, vegetarian chili is still, which, I mean, I can't even believe I'm putting those two words together. But yeah, honestly, I don't believe in vegetarian chili. I think that's a lie. I've, tr I've tried it uh, at some of these chili cook-offs. And you know, it's, it's I okay. believe people make something that they call vegetarian chili. Well, yeah, that's I right. I just don't think it's chili. <laughs> Agreed. It, it's it's always poorer, even if it's well prepared. It's still poor without the meat. It's just right. I don't it's know like something something missing to me. It's not really a stew. It's a soup. It's not to me. It's not really a stew. Uh, to me, stew has to have meat. Well, I'm I'm totally with you on that one. I, I really uh, I I know our vegan and vegetarian listeners out there listeners out there are probably throwing things at their uh, at us metaphorically at this point, but. Uh, you know, that's the that's the beauty of the hoopachu. It can be whatever we want it to be. Yes. So, but I think chili is kind of a category unto its own uh, because of that. Uh, I like that. I like that idea. Just uh, don't 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 uh, don't put it into into a box. Uh, let it be what it is. Yeah, because when you think of chili, you think of a fairly narrow range of things that are all very similar. When you say right. stew, and, and they they also a narrow range of fairly similar stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, whether it's fish stew, beef stew, pork stew, Brunswick stew, whatever, shepherd's pie, uh, you know, or not shepherd's pie, uh, uh, cottage pie, which is uh, beef stew in a bread bowl, basically. Yeah, uh, yeah. All right, know. well, we'll leave all the discussions about whether or not to put noodles in chili for our chili episode. Absolutely, because right. that can take us down a real rabbit hole. Yes. How about haggis? Oh, the Scotsman himself has to bring up the haggis, of course. <laughs> That is not a bad idea. idea. What well, you can't even get haggis, real haggis here. Uh, am, I, am I right on that? It's not you right. cannot import it. Uh, nobody lets you make it. You have to. You would have to make it on your own in yes. Scotland. Because uh, it's regulated. The, yeah, the the genuine ingredients uh, include organs, and they don't generally let you uh, import organ meat much. Um, but yeah, I mean, there was the whole point of it was, well, we got these sheep here, we better make them last. Yeah, well, that's no. correct. Yeah, <laughs> well, you waste nothing. I mean, that's that's yeah, that's so. that's just that's basic animal husbandry. When you slaughter an animal, you use every single possible thing that you can make. You do chop up uh, the organs, add in some right. uh, oats and spices to make it palatable, and steam it in the stomach for a really long time. Yeah, I don't know if there's. I don't know that you can steam it long enough to make me laugh. <laughs> I have never had it. Uh, I know of it, of course, because we've talked about it. But I have never had it. Martin, have you ever actually had it? No, no. You can get uh, some faux haggis. I understand. Yeah, something you get kind of appropriate. I mean, it's it's kind of it's 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 a, it's a commercially available simulation. Uh, yeah. I, I know there's no way to say this kindly. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I mean, you can you can mix meat. With oats and maybe like mustard or barbecue sauce or something like that, and find a vessel for steaming it without a stomach. Um, 
But it's well, I guess it's it's a sausage then, since it's but, in a casing. Well, that's it. Yeah. I mean, that's why I've always thought of haggis is is essentially it's kind of like a sausage, even though a stomach is. Uh, kind of a thick sausage casing. <laughs> well, what's different about it is you've got oats and barley in it. You don't usually have those in uh, in most sausages at all. Uh, uh, well, you know, there's filler in a lot of sausages. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's, that, that, there's a rabbit hole for us to go down yeah. if we want to yeah, do there's parts and parts and parts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, waste yeah. not, want not. I'm yeah. sure there's uh, there's some truth to that. We don't want to. Uh, uh, you know, if we're going to take the time, we might as well make sure. You want to we want to talk about things that are just bad ideas. Part of that's cultural. For instance, monkey yeah. brains, chilled monkey brains. Not, oh, yes. not doing it. Not no, doing it. Not gonna happen. I'm sorry. No. Not gonna happen. No. I know. I, I, I know. Just Indiana like, Jones says it tastes like ice cream, but no thanks. Exactly. Nope. Not gonna do it. Not my thing. Uh, you know. And certain all these people, all these people a, on the internet trying to get us to eat bugs. Stop it. Yeah, I mean, you we're, know, we're not eating bugs. If a zombie apocalypse apocalypse comes, and my choice is starvation or bugs, okay, maybe we'll talk. Depends on the bug. Depends yeah. on how hungry I am. How long it's been since all the canned food has expired. <laughs> well, but beyond no. that, no, no bugs. That's right. I, see, I, I see no, I see no compelling reason, like you say, at this yeah. point in time. Uh, if we have to figure it out, we're very adaptable, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, well, you know, we live in a country where food is so readily available that, that you know, a lot of the food choices that other countries make, other societies and cultures, are just incongruous to us. Uh, so well, I remember when they had the uh, the China Olympics not long ago, and they went through some of the markets there, and you got scorpion on a stick and things like that, and I'm thinking, why? Why? Why do you want that? I understand well, you, know, you don't... That's a, that's a delicacy or something, I, well, bat. why are we eating bat? Well, that's that's correct. I mean, this is not that's the negative zone, for goodness necessary. sakes. You know, yeah. we don't it's need to do that. It's a flying rat. Put it down. Yes, that's, it's a flying correct. rat. Put it down. You're right, Robert. I, I don't I don't see the need. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, when, when you're in a country of two billion people and you know rice is one of your your staples and there's never enough food, scorpion and, and bat look pretty good. I suppose so. Uh, that's but, you one know, of those. Chickens are prolific. Sure, they are. They <laughs> so, are. you know, rabbits. You could, you know, yes, you rabbits could are too. You could replace bat with uh, rabbits and chickens. I think I'd eat rats yeah. just as soon. I mean, that's easily easily taken care of. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, rabbits. You know, all my fondness for rabbits, but you know, in the apocalypse, you don't want steers and you know, you want your chickens because you have the chickens plus the eggs, plus the feathers. I mean, there's, I mean, chicken is a multi-purpose animal. There you go. But after that, you want rabbits. Because they reproduce quickly and they are cheap to feed. Yep, clover. Yeah, and really, apparently they taste pretty good. I, I don't know if I've ever I've had Hassenpfeffer at one of the German restaurants. Mm-hmm. And it is pretty good. It, it's you know. It's not we, bad. we would eat, we would eat rabbits occasionally uh, out in the country. Uh, rabbit season was always something. My my mother had four brothers, and uh, whenever it was whatever was in season is what we were eating that weekend because they'd go out and they'd bring back a mess of it. A uh, squirrel in particular was extremely prolific. Yeah, uh, tried and squirrels, not tried bad. Many, many times. Uh, squirrel and rabbit and uh, all that sort of stuff. It's just when, you, when you're when you on a farm and you got nine kids and they eat a lot and you don't make them as money as my grandfather did, yeah, well, you mm-hmm. learn to supplement. Yes. That's uh, right. Fishing That's and hunting right. is what you do. That's uh, you, you feed your family that way. And my grandmother but, can know, make anything taste good. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you know, but things like you know, us in middle America, you know, things like crawdads, we're not likely going to want to eat. Yeah. You know? 
No. But aside from those cultural differences, the other things, you know, just weird and bad food ideas. Yes. One of the things that comes to mind to me is pimento loaf. Ugh. Why yeah. the hell do you put pimentos in lunch meat? Or olives. Oh, 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 yeah, oh, yucko, yucko, absolutely yucko. I've never had a pickle loaf and all that stuff like that. Yeah, uh, I've the never same had thing. Like, yeah. yeah, it's 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 olive loaf, pickle loaf, pimento loaf. It's all kind of the same type of thing. Yeah, and uh, pickle loaf is not. A, I don't think it actually is real pickles. It's like pickled something, but I don't think it's real pickles. Oh yeah. oh, yeah, awful. And I mean, I understand some of that uh, processed stuff. I mean, Dixie loaf's not bad. Uh, yeah, yeah, or, I've had. Uh, there's a few. I, mean, things. Okay. But, I cannot stand liver cheese. Meat. Yeah, it, it's processed meat, liver cheese. Uh, now, I know that. I like, like that. It. I like me some brunch. Really? Yeah. Really? See, yes. I always brunch some liver cheese on some. Uh, well, now the liver cheese is usually the the sliced yeah. brunch you know, with a little it's white square with a little fatty, white fat yeah. around it. That's I right. Would just, yeah. And I would always tear the the little white part, uh, the crust, so to speak. Yeah. Uh-huh. I would always tear that part off, but because um, it came uh, right off. I never yeah, could. Yeah, Braunschweiger, that liver cheese on cracker, that's good stuff to me. Yeah. My, my, and, I, my, and I don't like liver. I can't stand it, but that I oh, like. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, my, my father used to like those a lot. Of course, he would eat sardines with mustard out of the can. Mm. Yeah, you want to talk about weird food stuff. That's definitely sardines right and anchovies, no, no. Well, you know, a little anchovy in a Caesar salad, especially if it's cooked down, not bad. It just adds a little salty flavor to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, it my estimation of you and your character has just gone down. I'm sorry. That's a, I never thought I'd actually say that because uh, I would never eat them by themselves. Usually they're dissolved in, 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 the, uh, in the dressing or something like that. Yeah. It just there's a little bit of flavor to it. Uh, it's not bad on pizza either if it's done well. Uh, but I, you're right. I, I couldn't do that. But the sardines, I mean, my God, I saw my father eat those things. And they are basically eating fish heads and all the pieces with it with mustard on a cracker. And I'm thinking, oh, kill me now. Uh, yeah. If, if zombie, ap- zombie apocalypse happens and that's that's we've got a pallet of sardines, I'm probably going to die. That's all there is to it. Yeah, so, so that's a tough choice there. <laughs> so yeah. how about a few corporate ideas that didn't turn out too great? Uh, of course, chief among them is always new Coke. Oh, I, yes. I was hoping yes. you would mention that. See, we are of the age we remember that fiasco, and I still don't understand why. Nobody's ever been able to explain why. It didn't taste good. It, I mean, no, I mean why they why they did it, why they even oh, brought well, it out. they thought it was an improvement. You know, they actually went through focus groups. They actually was, thought they were yeah. improving the taste. Now, some say it was a conspiracy that they took a, a small hit early on, and when they brought regular Coke back, which people say it's not the same Coke, but it's close enough, yeah. uh, that when they brought it back, they got more shelf space. That they took shelf space away from the Pepsi products. Well. Maybe I don't know. Uh, so it's, I don't know. it's a very regional thing, pe- Coke and Pepsi, depending on where you're at. Uh, we're pretty much in the Coke belt here. Uh, of course, both are represented very, very well. Uh, well yeah, but I mean that's because everything here in this this part of the country is a Coke. Yeah. Even well, yeah, that's exactly right. Lexus, it's a Coke. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. that's that's we, the, the word pop just doesn't appear in our in our lexicon. Well, it does in mine. Well, I know that's yes. right because you're, you're pop's from, more of a, a northern. Exactly. Uh, Midwest, that is correct. Uh, we call them soft drinks down here, too. There's some of that. Yeah. Uh, but they're all yeah, that has taken over, uh, not taken over, but it has become uh, very more prevalent uh, in, in, in the Midwest and the, and the South uh, than it used to be. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. But, you know, 
things like you know, yeah, you got the new, you've got the McRib sandwich, which keeps coming back. Uh, but it's it's like spam. It's one of those things that everybody likes to lampoon, but I think everybody secretly likes. <laughs> McRib has always been very popular. I mean, I I mean, it, it always gets a lot of grief. You know, it's always made fun of. Well, you're, you're right. It's not really rib meat, I don't think, in any way. So. It's, uh, you know, they, they make a bunch of them. Uh, ribs, yeah. in many respects, one of the key ingredients is the sauce. If you get the sauce right, you can overlook a lot of other things. Uh, and maybe that's what's going on here. Yeah. Well, yeah, you dump enough sauce on anything, it'll taste good. I'm kind of with that. Well, maybe not anything, but just well, about, you know. That was a Jeff Foxworthy joke about Hormel chili. You, you could pour that on top of your head and your tongue and beat your brains out getting to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's, that's, that's good, Jeff Foxworthy. Hormel chili. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. good stuff. It, it's it's not the same as homemade chili, but I don't think it's intended to be. Uh, it's certainly. Uh, uh, I've always liked all that. Uh, Vienna sausages. Yep. You guys remember those? Uh, those oh, were yeah. always. Uh, my daddy used to eat those all the time. Those were actually great, great with crackers. Those Vienna sausages and spam and potted meat yeah. were staples of long car trips. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Oh, the deviled ham. I had forgotten that potted meat stuff. Oh, that was great. I love that stuff. Yeah, I, you, you eat that with crackers. It's, it's like a ham salad, only it was cheaper and easier, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it's like, yeah. you know, a lot of things get a lot of grief, but you know, a lot of people still like them. It's like corned beef hash. Oh, love it. Absolutely I love, love it. that. But, yep. you know, that's what's down upon. That's, that's, not a good, that's not good food. It's like, hell yeah, it's good food. That's tasty stuff. That's mm. exactly right, yeah. Uh, uh, fried up uh, with some with some eggs. It's fantastic for breakfast. Spamming spamming eggs is not bad. I mean, it's not as good oh, yeah. as steak and eggs. Yeah, but you know, hey, uh, steak's a little heavy for for first thing in the morning though. Oh, I, uh, um, Waffle House makes a fantastic steak and eggs. IHOP makes a fantastic steak and eggs. Uh, it's 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 a it's a great. They go together very very well. Usually, if you're going to put me in one of those places for breakfast, uh, you can get a very inexpensive cut of steak. Uh, at both of those places, and it's fantastic, fantastic. Uh, it's it's a uh, it's it's easier. You throw a little A one sauce on it. Mm, it's good eating, boys. <laughs> it's hard to pass up bacon. I understand that bacon is one of those things in life that reminds us how much God loves us, because it's yes. so wonderful. Yes, because bacon, like caramel, makes everything else better. That's yeah. correctly right. Oh yeah. All right. Well, so, we're we're drifting into good food ideas. And we that's want to true. I've got bad one for food you ideas. Here. Yeah, um, go. A clam chowder popsicle. Ugh. Ew, ew, that does ew, sound horrible. Jucko. I mean, that's just that's just nasty. Uh, that I, I can't. Who thinks of this stuff? Whoever gets paid. I mean, think about this. Somebody not only gets paid to think of this stuff, they can figure out a way to market it. Yeah. Uh, and I love the marketing. Chowder, but whoa. Yeah, wow. that's uh, the the whole donut sandwiches thing. I think was oh a yeah, donut deal. breakfast sandwiches. That's just you know, enough. Put, putting sausage and eggs between two donuts. Uh, I mean, it's bad enough that the state fair that they would do the like the hamburger between it. No, but yeah, when you start talking about sausage and eggs and bacon, uh, no, that some things just don't mix. Just because you can do a thing it does not mean that you should. That's basic moral theology right there. <laughs> yeah. so, this is a great example of that. So how about a couple more corporate ideas that didn't work out? Yeah. Uh, one that I found humorous, 
um, green ketchup. <laughs> I remember hearing about that. Yeah, why? Why? why would yeah, you do that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, blue and purple and green ketchup, artificially colored uh, squirt bottles of ketchup that were in colors. And some other marketing than red. genius made how much money a year? To well, I think that, that was up for uh, like a St. Patty's Day kind of a promotion. Okay, I guess. But you know, the you show know green beer, stuff. green ketchup, it's all the same. It's all the same thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's fine. You know, well, you know, the old shamrock shakes at McDonald's were pretty sweet. Uh, they would do yeah. those around Thanks around uh, St. Patrick's Day, which were pretty cool. But what else you got that's weird there, Martin? Um, another corporate bad idea that I remember very well, the wow potato chips from Lay's that were... They were fried in Olestra. Oh, oh yes. They yes. caused oh, anal leakage, didn't chip. they? Yes. Yes. I remember the, that. The That's chips how they... that would give you stomach cramps and make you go in your pants. That's right. That's how they described it. Anal leakage. Yeah. Yes. Oh, give me who what who doesn't want some of that, boys, yes, right? They, the FDA couldn't put them make them say you would shit your pants if you That's eat right. these. <laughs> oh yeah, that's yeah. Uh, maybe well, you know, the, back for further development. Honestly, I like them, but I think one of the the corporate things that gets uh, panned a lot again, it's one of those things that it's still around. Are those KFC bowls? Yep. Oh yeah, I enjoy a good, a good KFC. It, from a marketing standpoint, they're a great idea. Everything in one little bowl. Yeah, uh, you, that's people like that. I, uh, I, that's one of the things that is interesting about this list. Or this this whole concept, because you got the stuff that is truly stupid, like is soup or is cereal a soup. Then you got the stuff that is well, you know, we have to say we don't like it, but we secretly do. Yeah. Uh, and, and then there's the stuff that is just, you know, just bad ideas all around that just nobody would would like at all. Uh, you know, it's just and, and clam chowder pops. It just amazes yeah. me. Again, I think these are all first world problems. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. are. They are. People in, yeah. you know, the, the, the worst slums in India, at, no offense, India, uh, you know, uh, are not sitting around saying, oh, my God, can you believe KFC, KFC came out with one of those famous bowls? That's disgusting. Just, no, that just doesn't happen there. No. Uh, it's just, you know, chicken and gravy and uh, mashed potatoes can't go too wrong there. Exactly. You like yeah, exactly. all of those things, so. Yeah, so, I'll, give, I'll give somebody some credit on that. That was uh, one of their better ideas. It's, it's, it yeah. sticks around. They, they can't seem to get a, a, a chicken sandwich right, though. I've never understood that. Uh, they they goes away. Kentucky Fried Chicken. They have not been able to. The, they're, they they can't keep a chicken sandwich as a as a standard item there. Uh, they've had original recipe sandwiches. They've done different sandwiches. They'll, they'll bring them in for a while. They'll go away for a while. It's you'd think they would be the chicken sandwich king. But they're not. They're not even close. I mean, uh, well, but you know, their strength is the the you know, the, the chicken breast and the, the 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 chicken leg. You know. Oh yeah, it is. They've always wanted to do more than that, though, and they've never managed to do that. I'm still not quite so sure why. Yeah, the popcorn chicken has finally made it to a permanence on their their menu. You know, oh yes, yeah, so that came and went for years. Right. And it's, uh, I mean, they, they, I know they're constantly researching, trying to, trying to expand their product line, and yet, you know, Chick Fil A cleans their clock. 
in many respects. Uh, although, don't get me started on Popeyes because they should have known better. There, there's a there's a corporate problem gone wrong. How do you introduce a new chicken sandwich and you don't have the bread to actually sell it? Uh, <laughs> go, go go figure this one out. And, and, oh, some, and, and one of those genius guerrilla marketing things like New Coke. It's like, yeah, we know it's a disaster. Guess what? We're in the news every day, aren't we? Exactly. You sound like Madonna. I mean, any uh, you know, <laughs> any any publicity is good publicity. Doesn't really matter. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, they actually made the uh, somebody in their marketing department, I hope they got fired, not that I'm wanting anybody to lose their job, but come on, let's not be stupid, said, let's do a promotion, bring your own bread, and we'll put them put it on there for you. <laughs> they, well, seriously, seriously. And, of course, they are absolutely lampooned out the door. It doesn't last very long. If it lasts right. a few days, well, that's yeah, all. That's a, that's a production mistake for the most that part. That is exactly right. And I'm sorry, uh they should have known better. They've got the economies of scale. They're a large well, enough uh, corporation. They should know how to do this. That's true. But, you know, that's, that's kind of the thing. With a lot of these bad food ideas, you could say that. They should have known better. Yeah, how do you uh, – I mean, I know that these things are focus, test, focus group tested. Maybe there's the problem is I don't think uh, – I think the the better way to do it is like – and McDonald's has been famous for doing things like this. They'll roll it out in a limited area. And then they'll see just exactly what it really is like, uh, as opposed to you know let's come let's do this in a laboratory in a controlled environment. Eh, oh, I don't know. Um, so you know, in addition to products that actually make it to the stores, uh, there's also recipes that oh, yes. uh, that that will be put out that help to market the core product. And Martin brought this up, and I hate to steal your thunder, brought this up Go on the show prep. It is the Spam and Limas recipe. <laughs> it's an ad from, looks like the 1960s, and it's a huge platter of lima beans, and then Spam slices in a circle, and then more lima beans, and then Spam slices in a smaller circle, and then uh, in the center another bit of lima beans, and it just looks disgusting. And oddly enough, it's not the Spam that looks disgusting. <laughs> it's all the lima beans in there. It just it's, again, different time, you know, because this is probably a good thing to point out. Good opportunity, you know, the the foods that we eat are far more uh, limited and homogenous today than they were 50 years ago. Yeah. As more and more control of what is on the shelves is consolidated into something like a half dozen major food manufacturers, yeah. the actual number of choices has severely dropped. Because, again, the, the less the competition, the less choices you have. And it's true not just in, like, processed foods it's it's true as in terms of the the vegetables and the and the cuts of meats that you see it's entirely different than it was 50 years ago what my parents ate growing up now granted my parents ate growing up in the in the 30s and 40s that's a little bit different but what our you know what my older brother and sister my parents fixed uh in the the late 50s early 60s uh is entirely different mm -hmm. than mm -hmm. what the I grew up eating well We've abandoned vegetables other than the potato. We really have. To a large degree. I mean, hardly, you know, people just don't eat vegetables the way they used to. And it You've shows three in our potato. diets. Yeah, you got three vegetables that are the primary vegetable, maybe four. Uh, and Well, I guess you could say there's five. And any two of the three 
are really the primary that you that you get. It depends on the household. Because you've got your corn, your beans, your carrots, and your peas, and your potatoes. Yep. And, and potatoes are almost always one of those. And usually you pick one of those other four to go with them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have a salad, but people have gotten out of the habit of having salads before meals as a regular mm-hmm. thing. It's a great way to get green vegetables. Yeah, that's uh, that's palatable, uh, and it's uh, you know dressings and all that stuff like that. Uh, you can make it, you can remake itself uh, all the time if you wanted it to. I love a good salad. So, uh, Martin, the uh, one of the other bad ideas, and this is just bad ideas, just from the it may have tasted fine. I don't even know what it's made out of. But it was right after the, the Spam and Limas. Uh, do you want to take that one next? The candle oh, one? Uh, Spam and Limas. Let me, uh, let me Number 16 that on that list. list. So, um, yeah, this is just a kind of another one of these internet lists, lists of uh, these horrible vintage recipes. And, and, and it, it, you know, you get out old cookbooks sometimes. If you ever see them in a yard sale or something, these old cookbooks grow of them and look through them uh, but yes the, the number 16 on this list is the banana candle which looks like a banana cut off at the base and what is that is that like a piece of pineapple or something that it's sitting on and then that looks like there's some kind of frosting coming from the top of it uh, yeah, or cheese. I, you know, that could be cheese. Cheese, yes. So, and that's a strawberry, maybe on top. Yeah. So, if you can imagine melted cheese pouring down lengthwise on an upright banana, I, I hope that description is enough visual for you. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, that could be icing, but it really it's it's hard to tell. Uh, but yeah, it looks like it's meant to be a dessert. I think it's very phallic. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm glad you said the word because somebody needed to. Uh, it's definitely it's it's well, absolutely that. Yeah, it comes from a book called "Be Bold with Bananas." Okay, that means an entirely different thing today than it did 50 years ago when that came out in 1972. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, and then there's just some other really horrible things on this list. Again, vintage recipes are. Again, when people really had to make things do and and make things last, um, tuna and jello pie. Oh my God! (laughs) Horrible sounding. You have yeah, they have ruined three things in one dish: pie, tuna, and jello. Yeah. Uh, This one sounds especially unappetizing to me. I don't know. Maybe it's not that horrible, but ham and bananas. With hollandaise sauce. Mm. Yeah, I like I, hollandaise I, sauce. I like ham because the ham and hollandaise is good. Yeah, uh, that's but kind of where I'm going here. Banana part that's, you know, Just two things that shouldn't go together. Well, so. I can see where the hollandaise flavor might enhance the banana. Maybe I don't know. It's or even the ham to go with it because you know. Ham and pineapple is a thing, so you know a little bit of sweetness to go with the ham. But it, all three of them together just sounds—I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's one I wouldn't mind trying just to see what it tastes like. Yeah, yeah. So yes, worst food ideas and worst vintage recipes—they're awful, awful, awful. Yeah, Horrible and now stuff. some of these seem like well, you know, that's not actually so bad. 
because um, it now part of it's because of what it is like there's a hot dog fondue thing uh, which you know fondue is basically um, stuff that you dip in cheese and deep fry uh, right so you know that dipping stuff in cheese and deep frying it covers a lot of sins mm-hmm. well, yeah, uh, I can see that yeah you can fix all sorts of things uh, with a little deep frying uh, I'm 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 on the board with that yeah yeah, a lot of this this stuff that we're that we're talking about comes from uh, probably the 60s, 50, late 50s, 60s, and maybe early 70s. And there was this this trend, this thing you had to put stuff in like Jello molds, whether it was Jello or not, mm-hmm. although often it was, and loaf pans to make like a meatloaf kind of a thing out of it. Yeah, loaf, make a uh, loaf and, out which of it. I do not. I mean, I sort of get. Because you know it's a one thing. You know, once you get it together, you just put one thing in the oven and cook it. And you know, you got a few sides to go with it. But you know, so it's sort of I understand the appeal. But on the other hand, some of the things that that, that go with it are just I just don't really get. Uh, Failures. <laughs> that seems to be the word that comes to mind on this. Yes, cup steak puddings. That that one really just. I'm having a hard time wrapping my brain around those three things together. It kind of looks like a um, like a a meat dumpling kind of a thing, like meat in a in a some kind of doughy covering, mm-hmm. almost like a, um, a pot sticker kind of a thing, only a lot gooier. Hmm. But it, it apparently put into a pudding dish. I, I don't know, um, but it's just I, I it's like shutter. You know, is this one of those where that hole just comes all the way up through? Yeah, well, now the liver sausage pineapple is pretty disgusting, too. Yep. Interesting well, yep. presentation. Uh, but, you know, this is this is one that's got uh, olives and liver, and it looks like there's, like, some kind of little sandwiches. Uh, now, the, the, the appetizers, you have a cheese. It looks like I'm guessing an olive. Well, no, you know what? Maybe that's not. An, I can't tell. Can you tell what that is? Uh, is no, that an olive? I could not tell. Um, but it's something uh, that's cut in half, so it's got a little center scoop and something red inside, which is what made me think of an olive. And but it's probably not because there's a pretzel stuck in that, so that makes it into an appetizer, basically. Um, it's just, you know. Trying to dress up liver is not going to work. <laughs> it's not going to work. No. not yeah. going to work. No. It's, it's, it's still yucky. So, listeners, I would like to hear if anybody else has any bad food ideas. They should send that to us on Twitter or uh, uh, our email, ad, you know, which is snakesandotterspodcast at gmail.com. And you know, Twitter and all of our social media is snakes and otters or snakes and otters podcast. Uh, at least, is it Snakes and Otters podcast everywhere? Or because I think we might have Snakes and Otters in one place. Uh, yeah, it's uh, the the email is Snakes and Otters podcast at gmail dot com. Most the rest of it, everything else, Snakes and Otters. Okay, yeah. okay, I the other way. Yeah. You will find us uh, in, in all the social media if you just put in Snakes and Otters. Yeah, whatever your choice of of uh, of communicating with us, let us know what your quote unquote favorite bad food idea is, or your favorite food controversy like the soup and salad you know is soup a, or is cereal a soup so those are all some uh, very very bad ideas uh, for, for things that will ruin food so yeah now, um, one other thing now this doesn't necessarily ruin food but this is a controversy that nobody seems to care about and I do darn it let's hear it Robert bring it on so we all know 
pie is up here. Everything that's else right. is down here. Pie is at yes. the top of the list. That's right. Yes. Everything everything is subordinate to pie. That's why that one pie idea was just so bad. Um, but what was it? Tuna Jello pie. Oh. Yes. <laughs> uh, but my favorite pie is called a cake. Cheesecake is a pie. Cheesecake is a pie. But they call it a cake. I don't like that. Because if, like if it has a crust, pie, but, huh? it's a, if it has a crust, it's a pie. That's right. It has a crust. It has a filling. There's no bread-like interior that makes it a cake, you know? Not made with flour and uh, sugar and milk and, and what have you, which makes it perfectly good for breakfast, even though we're not supposed to talk about Bill Cosby funny stuff anymore. Oh. But that now was a great about, Talk about a good breakfast. Mm -hmm. um, now, my grandmother had German roots and a good cheese kuchen. There was a bakery that. up the street from where I grew up that made awesome ones, and I loved them. What it was it? A kuchen. Yeah. Kuchen. It's, it's, it's a, yeah, kuchen, yeah. It's a German uh, pastry. Uh, it's it's not strudel. It's it's, it's, it's like thing. yeah, it's like cheesecake, but not as sweet. Hmm. And it's usually baked a little bit longer, so it it kind of browns a little on the top. Hmm. Uh, oh, and they're so good. They're really hard to find. Yeah, really they, good. But they're hard to well, find. Well, this, this town I had a lot of German immigrants, and there and a lot of the bakeries around through here would feature them a lot. Yes, because it was traditional in many families up through yes. there. Whereas when you get further south, where I'm from, no, there's none of that. So you know, it was kind of, the first time I heard of it was what, what, what do you mean? Yeah, What's a kuchen? The, it's German. The little, the little bakery was called Bruggensmiths. Uh, yeah. Still remember, it's not there anymore. But Bruggensmiths Bakery on Dixie Highway made awesome cheese kuchens. Well, that sounds pretty so good. Great. As if I haven't been made hungry enough already. Yeah. Now I've got kuchen to dream about. <laughs> yeah, and the crust was not like graham cracker, like a cheesecake. It was more oh, of like a, You're just like a real you know, pastry-type crust. So, uh, of course, and soft and flaky and buttery. Oh, my yes. goodness. Yep. And, of course, I can't touch them anymore because dairy tears me up. But, oh, they were so good. sad for you. I know. Yeah. You can dream, though. You know, perhaps there is a non-offensive kuchen out there. Listeners, please let us know. Yeah, maybe somebody makes one with almond milk or something. So, uh, so well, that's a good food idea, not a bad food idea. Well, so, you know, we can't. We got to end on an up note. With, you know, cheesecake and kuchen. Uh, agreed. That's yeah. correct. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't get much yeah. better than that. So, uh, I guess we'll wrap this up. That was pretty funny. Uh, uh, discussion of uh, some really bad food ideas. And again, credit to Eleanor Schmalzel, uh, Virginia Law School class of 20, uh, for settling the debate that cereal is not a soup. Uh, I'm with you, Eleanor, and, and so is Snakes and Otters. Yeah. So, Francis, buddy, what is up on next episode? We're back to history again, you know, and we're going to finish out our Civil War series. Uh, this is uh, Martin. You're the one that wanted this, the last lay on this one, as it were. Yeah. We're going to finish out our, our discussion of all that great stuff that went on in 1863 uh, with Vicksburg. In many respects, the crowning achievement, of the death knell of the Confederacy. One, many people have said uh, it was the uh, the part that changed everything because it brought Grant into his full ascendancy. 
and uh, cut the Confederacy in half. Uh, all of a sudden, a lot of things changed with that. We're going to do a deep dive and analysis of exactly why this was important, exactly what happened, and what it would mean for the future. In many respects, for the future of the United States, because of Grant's ascendancy, changed everything. Join us next time. Awesome. Thanks for being with us here every week at Snakes and Otters, a pointless discussion of eternal questions. Be sure to spread the word on your social media accounts. Follow us and retweet us. We are on Instagram and on Twitter at Snakes and Otters. Let your friends know that they can find us on Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and on YouTube. Just search Snakes and Otters Podcast to find us, and please remember to leave us your comments and reviews. It helps people find us. And you can always send us an email at snakesandotterspodcast at gmail.com. I'm Martin. I'm Robert. And I'm Francis. Catch us next week. Same snake time, same otter channel.